This is the Lamplight Radio Play. I'm not here because I like shitty dance clubs. I'm not here because I'm some kind of fucking cliche. It's about feeding. Somebody drink? Nah, I'm good. I haven't had a decent meal in weeks. Excuse me. This is the longest stretch I've ever held out, and I'm so fucking hungry. I've hit the timing right on the nose. Every part of me is primed. Just can't blow it all at once. I'm soaked in the smells of this club. Metal, copper and iron, salt from both sweat and tears. And there's the faintest whiff of fresh decay. Yeah, there are other smells, sure. Stale beer, dirty leather, but I'm not here for those. Excuse me. People keep touching me. Their sweaty skin brushing against my shoulders. Now and then a hand on my back or my ass or my tit. It's not unexpected at a place like this, but whatever, I don't care. What I'm looking for is upstairs in the room past the second bar. A small crowd is waiting there. I press close, peer over their shoulders. In the middle of the room, there's something resembling a dentist's chair. And laying on it is a woman. She looks young. Black tank top, jeans. Next to her is a guy sitting down. Big guy with big, black, thick beard. He's wearing latex gloves and arranging about a dozen different needles on a little cart. He's making a little show of it, tapping them each on the tray. This is what I'm here for. But not how you would think. You ready? Yeah. He pinches the skin of her upper arm between his forefinger and thumb and drives a needle through it. There's barely any blood at all. This guy's an expert. He picks up another needle, does it again. Christ, she's gorgeous. This is gorgeous. Now he's made a four by four grid on her arm. He pushes at the needles, flicks lightly at the ends, and he's destroying her. It's just a patch of flesh on the upper arm, and it does this to her, and I have to lean against the wall. Part of me always wonders if this is a mistake, if I'm tempting myself too much. That's why I'm here. The torture of coming so close to what you want, what you need, still not having it. It wasn't always like this. Believe me, I didn't start out this way. There's lots of steps to your becoming. No one else can see the change. Outside your skin, you look like all the rest of them. You pass, you blend, but they don't know you. And because they don't, they think they love what you are. So there are TV shows and best-selling books, which is annoying, but I get it. There's violence and death deeper than death, but there's also a romance, right? Fear isn't that far from arousal. He pulls out one of the needles. Holy shit. Small beads of blood fall from holes and trickle down her arm, 
I close my eyes, bathe in the scent, her sweat, the exposed blood. It's just a few drops, but it's potent. This is perfect. You okay? I open my eyes and the woman is staring at me. Hey. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. So let's go get a table then. She walks off and doesn't look back. She must be assuming I'll just follow. She's right. She leads me to a small booth by the upstairs bar. She leans back and studies me. You were watching me with the needles. So were a lot of people. Not like you. You were looking at me like you wanted to eat me alive. I like the view. I'll say. I imagine hurling her against the wall, or even better, slamming her down flat on the table and getting my teeth in her. Not slow or delicate, but pieces of her everywhere. It wasn't even that intense a scene. He did a guy's entire back one time. I know. So, what's your deal? I can sense that I'm not getting out of this without some version of the truth. So... The blood. The blood? It's just a thing. What do you do with it? I don't do anything. Well, I mean, do you... I don't. I don't get it. I like to be near it. To want it, but not like... No touching, no tasting. I like the denial. Does that make any sense? Yeah. She stands up and leans across the table. Have you ever done that with someone who knew what you were doing? Let's. I want to. <sighs> Where should we go? No. Her lips are cooler than I expected, and she tastes of sweat and sugar. Don't bite. Don't bite. Where? Your place? Bad idea. Before I know it, my hand is between her thighs, and I back her up into a wall. I've never pushed myself this far. You got a car? Yeah, but... Where? Allie. At the beginning, there are dreams. Nothing clear at first, just glimpses. The jagged edge of a broken bone. The delicate pink of torn flesh. Pools of blood. In the dreams, you plunge into it all. Then the dreams come when you're not sleeping. And the thing you're hungry for, starving for, is within your reach. You have no choice. You just have to take it. Then you understand that you're a monster, but you have to keep it inside. Your very nature isolates you. Eventually, you reveal yourself to a chosen few. And for those few moments when you're feeding your hunger, you make a connection. Of course, they don't realize that they've been blessed. <laughs> They're too busy pleading for their lives. We stumble around the backside of the building. 
The club's in a mostly deserted industrial park. Broken glass on the ground, plastic bags float around. I parked a good way away from everyone else, just in case something went wrong. Wait here. She leans back against the hood, peels the gauze off her arm, and flutters to the ground. Jesus. You have a knife, don't you? I take my knife out of my pocket and hand it to her. She flicks it open. You don't fuck around. Stay there. She presses the blade against her skin, and it's a quick, smooth slice. The blood rises. Just look. She does another one. Yeah. And it's too much. Before I know it, I've grabbed her hips and I'm shoving her onto the car. You want this, don't you? Fuck. Hello? Fuck. Fuck. People saw us together. There's cameras for sure. I can't let her get away, but if I kill her, I won't get away with it. But she knows. There's someone in the trunk. No point in lying. I put him there. Why? I'm gonna kill him. It's what I am. And then she smiles. And I notice how long her incisors are. She lifts up her arm and licks the blood off. He's making a lot of noise. He had been drugged. Yeah, but it's so hard to get the dose right. Hey, unlock the door. I'm coming with you. There's a final part to your becoming. One you won't be aware of until it's already happened. Until then, you'll feel so alone. But then you find someone else out of their own nightmare. And I can finally stop teasing myself. Because now I can share. I'll go up. Don't want to get pulled over. Always do. That was Are You Sure What Side You're On, based on the story by Sonny Moraine, which you can find in Volume 5, Issue 1. Our narrator was played by Aria Song. The woman was played by Heather Brister. The man in the trunk was played by Brian Lohman. Most of the music in the nightclub was composed by Roscall. And special thanks to everyone who played the crowd at the nightclub. Adapted and produced by Andrew Wardlaw. We don't often think of the word restraint when we think of monsters, nor loneliness. In Are You Sure, Maureen brings both wrapped in rich prose, and we find ourselves looking in on something we aren't supposed to see, with an extra dose of horror coming in the story's happy ending. You can find more stories like this in the pages of Lamplight Magazine. You can get a subscription on our website, and we will send ebooks to your inbox or directly to your Kindle. A subscription to Lamplight supports both the magazine and the podcast. I'm Jacob Haddon, editor of Lamplight Magazine. The Lamplight Radio Play is produced by Andrew Wardlaw and myself. You can follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or direct on the website, lamplightmagazine.com. If you like the show, tell your friends or leave a review on iTunes. See you next time.